It's the dictionary. 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 Well, hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. My name is Spencer, and I would it would make me so happy, so happy if you gave this show a rating and a reviewing on Apple Podcasts and all the other places. And of course, this is going on YouTube now, so you can uh, give it the thumbs up, and you can write a comment, and you can subscribe, and you can share, and that's another great place to do things. So of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel, write and re- write a write a review about this show, and give it all of the stars that you think are necessary, which of course everybody knows is five, or six possibly. Um, if you would like to contact me in any way, of course, you can, like I said, comment on the YouTube channel, on the YouTube uh, video, or you can email me, dictionarypod at gmail.com. You can uh, message me, comment on a social media post. Uh, ooh, that reminds me, I got to put a couple of words on my list to post later. Um, at dictionarypod is uh, Instagram, threads, Twitter, slash X. And then on Facebook, it's just The Dictionary. Those are all the social media things I got. I don't want to do more. It's all right. I don't... I don't I, we're not going to talk about social media. Uh, you can leave a message on the Google Voice line, 917-727-5757. Uh, and I would love to put it in a show. Unless you say, no, Spencer, don't put it in a show. No, no, no. Uh, if you have a joke for any word through the end of the alphabet, you know, I'm, I'm like a couple of months ahead of you, so you gotta, you got to think about that ahead of time. So, you know, the end of the E's all the way to the end, email me, only email, email me the joke, and then I'll make a note to say the joke when I get there. Uh, of course, all this information is in, is in the show notes as well. Uh, you can buy merchandise. There's a Public link in the show notes. And you can join the Patreon. I've decided uh, $1 a month. There's still two, 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 two tiers at the moment. Somebody, I want to bump them down to one. They're paying five. I want to bump them down to one. Get, make it cheaper for them. $1 a month gets you early episodes, audio or video, whichever you prefer. I think it, the video is the better way to go. But if you're on the go, if you, get, ooh, if you can't watch, then audio is just fine. All right, I think I think we said enough of the things. So now we got to talk about some words. There are some words in here near the end that I don't know, so I'm very very excited to learn about them. We have first enactment, E N A C T M E N T, noun from 1792, 1, the act of enacting. <laughs> okay. And also the state of being enacted. Number two, something as a law that has been enacted. Um, So the first one, the act of enacting or the state of being enacted. Are we talking about a law? Are we talking about uh, somebody who's literally acting on stage, maybe? I am an actor, so I am an enactor, and I I am doing the act, the act of enacting. Take one, the act of enacting. Okay, enactment. Oh, the sound is going to be... The next word is enalapril. 
Yes, enalapril. E-N-A-L-A-P-R-I-L. Enalapril. Noun from uh, 1982. There we go. This is an antihypertensive drug, C20, H28, N205, that is an ACE inhibitor administered orally in the form of its malleate or malleate. Okay, the letters and numbers. I recently learned what those are, and I don't remember what that was called. Empirical formula? Ooh, yes, I think I found it. Empirical formula. The empirical formula is C20H28N205. It's an ACE inhibitor. ACE is all caps, A-C-E. And it's uh, you, you take it via the mouth. You put it in your mouth um, in the form of its malleate or malleate, M-A-L-E-A-T-E. I have no clue what that is. Uh, this is from phenyl, uh, the E-N from phenyl, and the, what, the A-L-A from alanil, and then the prill suffix. Uh, that's an interesting blend. It's the, the middle two letters from phenyl, the first three letters from alanil, and then the prill suffix, and I don't know what that means. Enalapril. Uh, okay, interesting, interesting, super duper interesting. Um, 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 um. The next word is enamel. First form, this one is a transitive verb from the 14th century. I don't think I am aware that enamel can be a verb. Number one, to cover, inlay, or decorate with enamel. Okay, good. We will learn about what what is the noun enamel in the next word. But you're if you're using enamel and you're putting it on a thing, covering something, inlaying it in something else, or just just decorating, just throw up some enamel. We're going to decorate this room with enamel. Then you're enameling. Two, to beautify with a colorful surface. To beautify. Oh, it's so fun when we're beautifying with a colorful surface. We, we want everything to be colorful. Number three, to form a glossy surface on, and the example of what this is going on is paper, leather, or cloth, or possibly other things. These are just the examples that it tells me. To form a glossy surface on paper, leather, or cloth. So you're making paper, leather, or cloth glossy, how do you make cloth glossy? Glossy cloth. Spencer and the glossy cloths. Uh, enameler is a noun, and enamelist is also a noun. When you are doing the enameling, you are either an enameler or enamelist, or an enamelist. Which one do you prefer? This word is from, let's see, well, it's from Anglo-French. It basically means enamel. Of uh, Germanic origin akin to the old high German smelzon, which means to melt. Ah, and there's more at the word smelt. So something's, yeah, the, the enamel has been melted maybe? What is enamel? Should we find out? Would you like to know what enamel is? Let's do that. The only enamel I know is on your teeth, right? We got, we got enamel on our teeth? 
The second form of enamel is a noun from the 15th century. One, a usually opaque, vitreous composition applied by fusion to the surface of metal, glass, or pottery. Yeah, I guess, I guess now that I think about it, pottery, you put an enamel on it, it's glossy, right? That's what they do. It's opaque, so it's not transparent. You can't see through it. It's solid in that sense, but it's a liquid. It's a solid, no, it's not a solid liquid. Just solid in the sense that you can't look through it. Vitreous composition. Okay, you put on metal, glass, or pottery. Number two, a surface or outer covering that resembles enamel. It doesn't have to be enamel, but we still call it enamel. Why are we still calling it enamel? It's enamel. 3A, something that is enameled. So if you have enameled, um, what do we got? Paper, leather, cloth, pottery, metal, glass, so many things. That's like everything in the world. Once it's been enameled, it is enamel. 3B, the synonym is enamelware, which is coming up. 4, a cosmetic intended to give a smooth or glossy appearance. A cosmetic, okay, smooth or glossy. So I guess this is, what is this, makeup? You put you put some makeup on, put enamel makeup, it's enamel makeup. The makeup has been enameled. My face is being enameled by the enamel makeup. It's smooth and glossy. Number five, a hard, calcareous substance that forms a thin layer capping the teeth. And it says to see the tooth illustration. So the tooth illustration is going to point right to the part of the tooth where the enamel is. It is hard. It is calcareous. Um, the thin layer capping the teeth. So it really, I think this is just a thin layer on your teeth. And you don't want to get rid of that. I think if you brush too hard, if you're eating crappy food, sugars especially, you don't brush your teeth, you don't floss, you know, these are these are the things you got to do. If you're not if you're not brushing, if you're not flossing, if you're eating crappy food, especially the sugars, you're not taking care of your teeth, you're going to lose your enamel. And you don't want that. Your your teeth your tooth brushes, your teeth brush, your teeth brush, you're brushing for the teeth is you got to get the soft side. Right? That's what they say. The the extra soft or the soft uh, I think anything more than that you risk uh, rubbing away the enamel or something and you, you need the enamel to protect your teeth once the enamel goes away you're not getting it back I don't think and then it's so much easier to get a cavity you don't want cavities nope 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 listen to what Spencer says number six for enamel this is a paint that flows out to a smooth coat when applied and that dries with a glossy appearance. So it's enamel paint. I guess it's just a very specific kind of paint. I don't know, is this like oil paint, acrylic paint, enamel paint? Is it just another kind? Or can you have acrylic enamel paint? I don't know the paints. But it flows out smooth. Flows out to a smooth coat. And then it's glossy. I'm Enamelware is next. So it's the word enamel with W-A-R-E at the end. Noun from 1903. Metalware. 
as kitchen utensils, covered, coated, coated with enamel. It's metal. So we we're talking about forks and spoons and knives and sporks and fives. Uh, I guess if they're coated with enamel, they just make it glossy. Isn't isn't a lot of metal already glossy? What enamelware? Let's do a quick search. What is this, this is a very specific kind? Is it a brand? I don't think it's a brand. Would help if I typed good enamelware. Now how? But I guess I guess it doesn't have to be utensils. Yeah, it looks like uh, anything that's metal. We got cups. We got plates. Um, I guess they're metal. And uh, yeah, cookware, serveware, spatter, spatterware. What's spatterware? Kitchenware, and uh, and it's shiny. Yeah, it's kind of like this ceramic stuff, pottery, where you put this enamel on it and then you make it shiny. Cause we need everything to be shiny, shiny and new. Okay, moving on. N enamine, yes, enamine or enamine. Noun from 1942, an amine containing the double bond linkage, and then it shows C, and then it looks like an equal sign, but it's wider than an equal sign, and so I think that means there's a double bond to the C, there's another C, C double bonded to C, which is looks like single bonded to N, so that's carbon double bonded to carbon, which is bonded single bonded to N, which I think is nitrogen. So that is an amine, and it's called enamine, um, because why? Because it's the N prefix uh, plus amine at the end, enamine. But then amine, I think you just, is it, is it amine? Is that how you pronounce that word, or is it amine? It's spelled amine, but I don't know. We're going to do a quick little look for amine. Is it amine or amine? I could probably have typed this into the computer that I have sitting right in front of me, but what's there's no fun in that. Let's see. We're, we're in the AN section. Oh, there's going to be a bunch of those. This is, this is the worst use of my time, Spencer. What are you doing with this? And you're one-handed. This is not helping anybody. Okay, let's see. Am you can say uh, it's oh oh I know it's amine or amine, it is amine not amine. I was so wrong, I was so incredibly wrong. So enamine is more proper, and is a double bond with the carbons, and then we got the nitrogen in there too. Enamor is next. Enamor. This is a transitive verb from the 14th century. Number one, to inflame with love. To inflame with love? This is usually used in the passive with the word of. Of enamor? No, it's enamor of. Enamor of. Now, it doesn't give a, an example of how you would use this, but you know, I'm aware that this word is all about love. I'm enamored with, uh, maybe, uh, well, this is a transitive verb, uh, to inflame with love. Inflame with love. How, how do you use this? Enamor. You're, 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 you're verbing it up. And so you are enamoring. Ena but what's with the, the of? Of enamor, enamor of. 
Give me a context. Number two, to cause to feel a strong or excessive interest or fascination. And this is usually used in the passive with the words of or with, as in, here's an example, baseball fans enamored of statistics. Okay, yes, I guess you put it at the end. With is what I am more used to because I'm always talking about how I'm enamored with things. I'm enamored with words. I'm enamored with you. I'm enamored with movies. I'm enamored with my wife. Of my wife? With my wife? Which one do you use there? She has inflamed me with love. Uh, let's see. Yes, baseball fans. They they are a big fan of the statistics. They love the, those fiery statistics. Uh, this, uh, let's see. It is from... We're taking it down to Anglo-French. Enamorer. No. Enamorer, which is from N plus amour, which means love. And there's more at the word amour. And yes, of course, we saw that word in there, amour. But they spell it A-M-O-U-R in French. And uh, enamor is E-N-A-M-O-R. There's no U in there. No U, no U. You don't get to love just the rest of us. Arr, 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 arr. The next word is enamor again, but this one does have the U because it is this chiefly British variation of enamor. Next word is enantiomer. Enantia, um, maybe it's just enantiomer. E-N-A-N-T-I-O-M-E-R. Enantiomer. Noun from circa 1929. This is either of a pair of chemical compounds whose molecular structures have a non-superimposable mirror image relationship to each other. What does that mean? Non-superimposable mirror image relationship to each other compared to diastereomer. Wait. Diastereomer. Whoa, whoa. I don't remember that word at all. Um... Enantiomeric is an adjective, and uh, the etymology isn't so much interesting. So there's chemical compounds, their molecular structures, the th structures of the molecules that make them up, um, have a non-superimposable mirror image relationship to each other. So I guess they're opposites? There's two, two chemical compounds, and they're opposites of each other or something? Hmm. Enantiomer. Interesting. <laughs> Next is enantiomorph. Woohoo! Oh, is that? No, yeah. Uh, noun from 1885, number one. The synonym is enantiomer. Same thing. Enantiomorph, enantiomer. Enantiomer and enantiomorph are the same thing. Number two. Either of a pair of crystals, like quartz, that are structural mirror images. Structural mirror image. So, yeah, they're opposites. They're mirror. I don't understand this exactly. Okay, you gotta, you gotta, I need a scientist to describe this to me. Enantiomorphic is an adjective. Enantiomorphism is a noun. And enantiomorphous is an adjective. Why don't they teach us these words in third grade? They really should. Uh, let's see. This is from the Greek enantios, which means opposite. Uh, and then, and then, 
Let's see. That is from Ananti, which means facing, like you're facing a mirror, um, which is N, which means in, plus anti, which means against, and then morph, which means morph. Um, the Enantium mare also is from the Greek Enantios, but for some reason they didn't say there that it means opposite. They waited until the next word to tell me that. So that's what this word means. Enantium mare, Enantium morph, it's all about the opposite thing. Okay. In nation. In nation. It's the word nation with the E at the beginning. Noun from circa 1842, an outgrowth from the surface of an organ, as in a plant virus causing innation on leaves. Okay, so the plant has a virus, and it's causing this innation, which is an outgrowth. It grows from the surface, whatever organ the plant has, it's coming out of that, uh, that, that organ. Now, can can humans get a nations, or do we just call them something else? A nation. This word is from the Latin innatus, which is from, I guess, the verb innoski, which means to rise out, rise out of, which is from noski, which means to be born. And there's more at the word nation, because the nations are born from all the people who live there, and they say, we're a nation now. Uh, so, e-nation, yes. That's what it is. Gonna, I'm going to go look at a tree that has a big old bump on it. I'm going to say that that tree has an innation. I'm showing you my enamel. My stupid teeth. Next is on bonk. On bonk. E-N, next word, B-A-N-C. On bonk. Adverb or adjective from 1863 in full court that's the first part in full court also with full judiciary authority so yeah we're talking about court with the judges and the juries oh i just got a standby juror notice i gotta go do that soon in a few weeks i think that's gonna be fun so in full court or with full judiciary authority and this is french and it means on the bench you know, the, the, the jury, the court, the, the judge, they're sitting on the bench. May I approach the bench? Are we in full court today? Do we have en banc? I don't know how they use this in context, but it's uh, something. something. Uh, courts, they like to use their uh, Latin and French phrases. Arr, 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 arr. Next one. This, is, this might be related. En bloc. E-N, next word, B-L-O-C. En bloc. Adverb or adjective from 1861, and this means two things, as a whole or in a mass. As a whole thing, the whole thing, W-H-O-L-E, or also in a mass. In a mass, in a, a big mass of people, a big group. Um, the etymology just says French. It doesn't say what it means. Maybe it means in a block. And sorry, I have an itch on my eye. Um so it's it's you're just in a block. It's just a big old mass. And how do we use this? Do the courts use this? Do the the police officers use this? I don't know how this gets used. I've never heard it before. On block. Next is on brochette. Two words again. E N is the first word, and then we have the word brochette, 
which is B-R-O-C-H-E-T-T-E. Adjective from circa 1909. And we're talking about food here. This is cooked or served on a skewer, as in shrimp on brochette. I think I think we can figure out what brochette means. I think it probably means skewer. Does Nope, there's no etymology. It just says French. So yeah, brochette must mean some sort of pokey sticky thing on skewer. If you put an olive on your finger, you've got olive on brochette. But don't cook it, because you can't cook your finger. One more word. It's an abbreviation. Enk or ankle. E-N-C or E-N-C-L. And it's an abbreviation for enclosure, which I assume is going to be early in the next episode. Uh, oh, no, because we're, we're in the E-N-C section. So, yeah, we got to wait until the E-N-C-L section. So... So, 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 so what? I don't know. I don't care. Let's pick a word of the episode. We had enactment, enalapril, enalapril, enamel, enamel, enamelware, enamine, enamor, enamor, enantiomer, enantiomorph, enation, on bonk, on block, on brochette, and ank. I am going to pick enamor as the word of the episode because it's all about love and how much do you love a thing. What are you enamored with? Tell me in an email. I want to know what you're enamored with. I hope it's my podcast. Oh, so good. So good. All right. You know what? We're going to bring up our list of movies. What else has Spencer watched? Because these are the important things that the, the world needs to know about. Uh, let's see. We left off on, uh, I think Hereditary was the last one. So the next one is Relax, I'm from the Future. Uh, this is a very silly movie with uh, Reese Darby. I think I need to, I want to look at uh, uh, pictures to help me remember more. Um, I remember en- enjoying this. Uh, brand new movie, 2023. Let's see. Let's look at some pictures. Uh, yeah, it's just a very weird time travel thing. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It's just very s- silly and, and fun, and um, it's a good watch. There's not a lot of pictures on IMDb. That's disappointing. Oh, and the woman that he's with, um, she she was fantastic. Uh, Gabrielle Graham, is that her name? Yes, Gabrielle Graham. So good. Yeah, it's a, it's just a fun, fun movie. Comedy sci-fi is how they describe it. Relax, I'm from the future. That's the end of this episode. Thank you so, so very much. I am enamored with you. This has been Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye.